got a whole lot of loving just for you. I got all this loving, but I just want you. Hello and welcome to Heller Radio. My name is Nora Rose. I'm Sully. And I'm Kate. And before we need to talk about Desiel, we need to talk about our friend Janine. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Let's got here. <laughs> so tell us a bit about your supernatural and specifically Destiel story. Um, my supernatural story started right when the uh, series aired. I had a friend wow. uh, from the US who was a really big Dirk Padalecki fan back then from uh, <laughs> other <Gilmore laughs> <Girls>. series. <laughs> yeah, yeah Gilmore Girls, like, you know, exactly. And, um, and he was like, we have to watch his new series. And I was like, okay, I hate Dirk Padalecki. I don't care, we can watch that. <laughs> but it's like three in the night, Nick, okay? For me, it's really late. And so, no, no, it's fine. We, uh, you can stay at my house. And then I had a slept over with him and we watched uh, the first uh, episode and I was not that hooked. But after episode three or four, I was like, okay, Jensen's cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a teen girl from the start. Uh, sadly, Nick moved away and I wasn't able to watch it here in Germany because the series aired way later here and I had to go back to illegal things. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment here. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, then the series aired in Germany and I stopped in between and picked it up when I think it was season four aired. So the first episode of Cass, I didn't saw it live, but the day after, and I told Sally already, it, it wasn't a big thing then. It was like, <laughs> okay, he's angels are thing now. Cool. Castiel seemed fine. Let's see how this goes. Maybe he dies in the next two episodes. <laughs> you weren't one of those people who wrote the first fic like 22 minutes. No, no I, I saw the chemistry, to be honest. And my wife was like, okay. <laughs> but I wasn't searching for, for fan fictions. Locked him. Okay. <laughs> I was very hot on the Harry Potter fandom back then, so no no supernatural fan fictions for me. Before that was just the brothers, so that was a yeah. no for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Desdale, I think, happened in the middle of season four. Okay. And when I when I was like, okay, these two are like the um, the, the bordel scene thing where uh, Dean was like, you don't die on me in a word- as a virgin. And I was like, <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. I can see it now. And then I was hooked. And like, I feel like a fandom grandma sometimes because I was in it so early. <laughs> and actually saw the episodes when they aired. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's insane to me as someone who watched it post-November uh, 2020. Yeah, I just wonder, yeah. I mean, I, I never experienced, like, the slow losing of mind as I was watching along. <laughs> like, it I, was I'm, really slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, slowest burn. I was like, 
I I I would I wish wish I could like know what would have been like the last you know like the breaking point for me. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the steel has already existed for as long as I've been aware. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was nice back then. Tumblr was new, so less <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. <The> jerks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and since then I'm I'm in the fandom. Since then I'm absolutely Destiel fan. I have done names on my collarbones and tattoos and yeah. painted several pictures of the faces and wrote fanfiction myself and created an IU and I'm in it. <laughs> and, and, you also, and you also make art. We have to mention. And I, that. I make yes. art. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly I do that. <laughs> I create yeah. my own things. Yeah, we will we will link your uh, Insta and so on. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, so you can yes. check, yeah. check her out. out. Yep. All right. So shall we talk about the summaries? Uh, do it. All right. So first we have advanced thanatology. Uh, while working on a case involving the ghost of a demented doctor. Sam and Dean get assistance from an unexpected source, Billy. Castiel finds his way back to the Winchesters. <laughs> I'm crying. Right? 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 Tombstone. Castiel is reunited with Jack, and together with Sam and Dean, they head to a sleepy old western town to investigate a murder. Dean gets to live out his boyhood fantasy when he comes face to face with a famous gunslinging outlaw. And it has a lot of references to the movie Tombstone, if you've seen that uh, or not. No. <laughs> I haven't. No. I would It's not, it's not that good. That may be controversial for me to say, but <laughs> I only watched it because I was in a Wyatt Earp phase because of uh, the TV show Winona Earp. Right, yeah. And yeah. so I watched like all of the Wyatt Earp movies. And while Tombstone is probably the best one, it's still not that great. <laughs> Uh, this just this just reminds me that there is a uh, what is it a letterbox I believe the website uh, with film list and there is a list that has every movie Dean Winchester has ever mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure Tombstone is also on there. Yeah, there are a lot of movies like I don't know probably over a hundred like it's yeah. a huge list. Yeah, when yeah. has he time for hunting? Watching all <laughs> these movies, <laughs> serious. Right. Uh, he probably watched yeah. them in like bits and pieces on the road yeah. in different motels <laughs> over the years. I'm just, I'm just, this just came to me that like after after Metatron gave Cass all the knowledge, Cass probably knows plots for every movie in existence, but he still <laughs> watches them with Dean, which is like Aww. so nice Aww. of him. <laughs> Ah, that's excellent. So before we get back to uh, Cass's uh, return, um, 
<laughs> we have some really kind of funny exchanges between Sam and Dean at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> like, like PB&J for breakfast. Strong work. <laughs> I, I wrote in my notes, like, supportive Sam, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, when he offers him the beer, he was like, okay, yeah, give your alcoholic brother who's depressive and suicidal and beer for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, he kind of puts it down like, I don't know about this. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh. Just when he, when they get to the hotel and Sam is like, so, strip club in the most awkward <laughs> possible way. <laughs> He's trying so hard, okay? Definitely. <laughs> I loved so much I, I, uh, that Dean was like, okay, I paid for a lap dance and you told this, this uh, woman who did your lap dance to go back to nursing school. <laughs> I, I love that he read like Yelp reviews for the street club. <laughs> it's like the yes. same thing. Yes, also, I love that whole conversation, the, the uh, strip club, especially since Sam keeps like tripping over his words because he's really not sure about this. And it's just, <laughs> and when we stopped for lunch, you ordered me chili fries. You love chili fries. Everybody loves chili fries. Chili fries. <laughs> That's, That's not the point. <laughs> I think I think there was I don't remember the, like the exact wording. It was way funnier than what what I'm gonna say. But there was this like popular Tumblr post way back that said like yeah, your brother's like a love of his life died and like let's take him to strip club to cheer him up. Like Sam's, <laughs> Sam's approach is a bit <laughs> weird but understandable. He's got the spirit. Also, yeah. just. Yeah. The show, I feel like, doth protest too much when it calls the strip club the clam time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, like, okay. Yep. Choices were made. And then, and then the end, kind of the end of this conversation, this particular conversation between Sam and Dean. Um, Sam says, you said you don't believe in anything, and that's that's not true. That's not you. You do believe in things. You believe in people. That's who you are. That's what you do. I know you're in a dark place, and I just want to help. No. <laughs> yes, yeah, same. We agree. <laughs> Whatever sad, that was. Sad whale gets it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit creepy that we are discussing an episode about ghosts, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, oh my god. god. Yes, the start from the episode, I actually had to check if I. Did the re um, the the right episode because it was so early supernatural, like uh, you're dying in the first five minutes of supernatural, and it was like okay, kids with a camera and and uh, psychiatric yeah. art and something. I was, 
okay, is this the right season <laughs> to look it up? So, oh yeah, it's 13.5, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, They've oh. also used that house before for the, yeah. the hospital. Yeah, so, I remember that. <laughs> oh, right, like, yeah. From, for this, uh, one of the episodes where the brothers fight, I think. And there was this crazy dark who killed all his patients. Oh, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, um, we actually forgot to mention that Dean, with, with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I was feeling very emotional about it because oh. we learned that that is like Cassie's favorite food. And like Dean eating that. Right. I don't know. He oh, just. Yeah. so right coincidence yeah. i don't know i also don't want to really make all of this about destil even though this is the destil podcast and i <laughs> guess i will have to have to mention that i those sandwiches also kind of associate are associated with mary i guess mm -hmm. in a way yeah. but yeah i feel like Very it was much. like the perfect choice yeah for an opening scene because yeah yeah both mary and Cass are gone um also, to go back a little bit, um, when uh, the kid's mom tells them that the kid isn't talking, and oh. she says something about, like, the trauma must have been too much, um, the look on Dean's face, this is just a headcanon, but he knows what that's like personally oh, yeah man. yeah i wrote that actually down but dean dealing with kids who can't speak because of trauma yeah <laughs> and he's he had to do it the same yeah. yeah dead in the water he had yeah to. yeah yeah and this uh is where we find out that dean st stopped talking himself uh, as, as a kid i think it was like in John's diary or something, it, it, well, he wrote down that Dean stopped talking after Mary died for a few months or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? yeah. So, hey, headcanon yeah. confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Fandom grandma. <laughs> the wise one. <laughs> it is confirmed. It, it is written in John's diary that Dean stopped talking after Mary's death. For a, and yeah, I don't remember if it was month or years or just a year or a few months, but he stopped talking, and that's why he was so good with the kid, with like with the water, and that's why he's so good with the kid now. That makes sense. Yeah, I have heard true. about I've heard about this too. I didn't know where in where in what it was rooted, but it's nice to know that it comes from John's <laughs> journal. That's awesome. Right. Um, I just have to mention because I love Dean, and sometimes he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> it's just so classy for him to be sleeping on the floor with a bra <laughs> around his neck. Yes, I thought yeah. like 
okay, I love Jensen in his face and I think he's so pretty, but sometimes he can himself make himself so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a town. Yes. Lying on that floor and snoring so loud and ugly. <laughs> the drooling <laughs> thing. <laughs> Well, in his his little hangover uh, face and just like yeah. pile, piling the bacon on oh, it was like so, so disgusting. It's like that is a yeah. mood. <laughs> just shoving it into his face. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make you all sad for a moment? Uh, yes, please. I do. was I was I was just thinking I was watching this scene and it was it kind of I have like a love and hate relationship. I mean it's kind of hilarious, but it's also I don't know. Because, um, I mean, the conversations Sam and Dean are having before this, when they check in, uh, and Dean is like, yeah, he, I'm going to deal with, you know, like, feeling this way, the usual way I do, like, bacon, booze, and, I don't I know, women, bullets, babe, bullets. bullets, what is bullets, I don't know. But I feel like, and then having this scene, like, follow that entire conversation, I was like, is Dean trying to, I don't know, deal with this in the like expected way like how he would deal with stuff like is he pretending just like keeping up appearances to have had fun last night or i don't know uh because my brain is uh obviously <laughs> a hateful bitch and it usually scenarios like this to make yeah. me so sad but i'm yeah I'm gonna overcompensating, but like in <laughs> grief dealing kind of way. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like he had fun doing that. It no. felt more like he was just going through the motions and then regretting it later. Yeah. Also, they like kind of never elaborate. About, I mean, there is like I don't know. Does Dean mention that he slept with someone? Where did he get the bra from? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he went to the strip club and has good red yet be released. Could be. So Billy's back and explains that she's death now, which is just which is just the writers needing a death character and <laughs> pulling something out of their ass. And it's not great. I mean, it's cool. Like, she shows up with this cool gear. But when you think about it, why would Chuck make that the rule? Do Reapers die on a regular enough basis for that to happen? <laughs> and also, when we first met Death, he implied that he was something different than what yeah like than anything else like he's not a regular horseman and he's older than god so like how does that work yeah yeah <sighs> yeah and yeah, her- kudos to the actress i like the act- i like the actress who's oh yeah plays death yeah but i think at least Tessa would have fitted more because we knew Tessa from the earlier seasons and we knew she's a Reaper with a maybe a bit more sight of the Winchester. Yeah, but she's dead now. Yeah. yeah she died before death, right? I yeah, she during yeah. she died during the Mark of Cain. Yeah. Right. That's what it was. Well, I have no complaints to Billy. I love her, and I thought her introduction was super hot. So. 
And you are right. <laughs> <sighs> and uh, I love this little exchange uh, where Dean says, no, I saw Cass kill you. And Billy says, yeah. And how's that working out for him? And Dean looks like he's been slapped. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because he has been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Can we also rewind a little bit and how Dean brought Dr. Roberts' kit for just this purpose and how quickly he goes into kill myself mode? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like suicidally at 100 percent like okay i kill myself and then i go uh, talk with the kids and maybe you can wake me up if not it's okay (laughs) what the fuck are you doing yeah and sam is like excuse and he's just like no it's fine (laughs) (laughs) well and even billy recognizes that this is unusual mission. yes um yeah. she says uh you've changed when you bargained with me just now you could have got you could have asked to go back to live and he, yeah. dean says well i figured with you in charge there's no getting back for me and billy says that doesn't sound like the dean winchester i know and love the man who's been dead so many times but it never seems to stick. Maybe you're not that guy anymore. The guy who saves the world. The guy who always thinks he'll win no matter what. You have changed. And you tell people it's not a big deal. You tell people you'll work through it. But you know you won't. You can't. And that scares the hell out of you. Or am I wrong? And Dean says, what do you want me to say? Doesn't matter. I don't matter. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about that and then don't think every, about everything Cass says to Dean uh, in uh, 1518. It's like, yeah. It hurts. He it does hurts bad. Yeah. Well, and like, even before this, he has that like hesitation when the ghost of Dr. Meadows is coming after him with the drill. And he's like, we have those shots of the drill coming at him. And it's like, he looks like he's contemplating just not moving. Yeah. And just letting it happen. Yeah. My man's depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) It's actually such a huge thing. If you think about it, because like, Name one thing Dean hasn't been through. Like, he has lived through the worst, okay? And this is what makes him depressed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Interesting. That's why it's called the Widower Arc. (laughs) Yes. Yes. True. True. Yeah. And then uh, we have to also mention that then uh, after I don't matter, he says, I mean, he's blaming himself like full on. And he goes like, I couldn't save mom. I couldn't save Cass. So kind of what's the point? And then Billy realizes, oh, you actually want (laughs) to (laughs) die. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she's just like pushing the knife in more and she's like, oh, you want to die? No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she actually said you have work to do and I like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Nice yeah. callback. Yeah, nice callback to Cass saying the same to Dean in season four. And also uh, Dean saying basically the same thing to Sam in like episode two. Yeah, episode yeah. two and uh, the start of uh, season 15. Yes. Yeah, they do yeah, have that When they too. redone the same shot with yeah. the brothers. Yeah. 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 I, um, had, I had this idea and I would like to ask you guys what you think. Uh, do we, I, I know that like death has like no power in the empty right. Right. But like I don't know, did Billy somehow meddle with like bringing Cass back? This whole bringing Cass back is still kind of fuzzy to me. Like I don't, I logically I understand how it should have worked, but like I'm not entirely sure that's how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously but, it was Chuck, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't really get a actual description other than in the next episode when he says I annoyed a cosmic entity so yeah, much yeah, so <laughs> it kicked me out <laughs> which, is, which is the exact same vibe as like somehow Palpatine has written a bullshit argument is that what a bullshit reason is that <laughs> but if anybody could do it it would be Cass <laughs> obviously but still yeah. but yeah it's very much just like I, yeah, I don't, I would love to know what their thoughts were if they were like, not sure if Misha was going to come back or not, or if it was <laughs> always planned for him to return between seasons. I don't know. So I was always sad that they didn't use the empty to ex full exposure. Like there had been so many comebacks mm -hmm. in the empty, like Gabriel, I mean, and they did Mac. Exactly, uh, yeah. The the uh, our world Michael, uh, so many people, and they brought back Mac and Cass himself. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping so too. And when they when they announced that season fifteen was the end before COVID, I was like, oh, they'll be able to like get people back from the empty, like yeah, Gabriel yeah. and Balth Balthazar and people. Yeah, Balthazar. And. Uh, then because of COVID, didn't even have Misha, even though apparently he was in Canada at the time. But, but... they had some money for Mark Pellegrino. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have I a headcanon <laughs> that, and yeah. I've written it a couple of times, um, that uh, <laughs> when Jack exploded in the empty and then came back um because mm -hmm. because meg empty says something about you made me loud mm -hmm. yeah my head canon is that that explosion woke everyone up yeah yeah I love that. yeah yeah, that's what we were hoping for. And yeah, everybody... maybe that was also their head cannon, but they just like never saw the light of day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
we're talking supernatural writers here, yeah. <laughs> um okay. So uh at the end of this episode, there's a lot to talk about. Oh boy. Um Sam asks Dean, you okay? And Dean says, no, Sam, I'm not okay. I'm pretty far from okay. You know, my whole life, I always believed that what we do was important, no matter what the cost, no matter who we lost, whether it was dad or, or Bobby or, and I would take the hit. But I kept on fighting because I believed that we were making the world a better place. And now mom and Cass and I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. May I be like extra evil and point out that Dean has lost Mary before. And like the only thing that has changed is that Cass is not coming back, even though Dean has also cast uh, lost Cass plenty of times, but this time he's not coming back. Well, there's yeah. also an element of like he got to know his mom better this time and cuz he was just 4 when True. he lost her the first time and now he's an adult and was able to have adult conversations with her. And she revealed things like she's not a good cook and, you know, she was still hunting and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think it was the first time he actually saw Cass die. Like with an angel blade thingy and all. I mean, yeah, we have the Leviathans, but it wasn't there that we knew that Cass is dead. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. definitely was... the first time that Cass was killed with an angel blade. Yeah. 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 And, and like, right. also, like it's so definite but like from the text of the show because it's everybody saying that he's dead for good. So that's also a first. Um yeah. Yeah, they haven't had any other angels come back, I don't think, that have been stabbed with angel blades. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yet. Yet. Because <laughs> Gabriel was stabbed with an angel blade. Yes. But, but never with the real one. But not with a real <laughs> one. And it's true. Yeah, <laughs> not with an archangel blade, which we introduced <laughs> 13 seasons. <laughs> oh, man. And then he says, Dean says, I just need a win. I just need a damn win. Which will become yeah. important also in the next episode. Yep. Yeah. And my, my note here says uh, Q cast, which is exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Kate, can you tell yes. me anything about this song? Oh, this, uh, <laughs> is it Steppenwolf? Uh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> It's a domain, uh, Kate. <laughs> it is my domain. I was mostly just like, I, while I'm looking this up, I love how they shot this scene 
And as soon as he realizes on the phone that it's Cass, a streetlight passes over and he's yeah. just like, oh, yes. the light is back in his life. Yes. Yeah. And the cross at the house was actually a really nice detail. Oh, yeah. Man. And yeah. it's like, just very Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, this yeah. has Bosley written all over this. Yeah. But like, yeah. But I, I, I too love the cross uh, because I, I mean, for me, it kind of symbolizes because Dean was. I mean, had lost all his faith, and like crosses are, you know, religiously. <laughs> religious yes. <faith>? <laughs> As you may know. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like it was like him finding his uh, faith again. Just, well, and you know, uh, on the same street as Cass, just randomly standing there in front of telephone booth. Yeah. With his back turned to them like he just made the call. Thank you. (laughs) He turns around like if in any other like romantic movie or show, the object of the affection turns around and they have this reunite. Like, hey, let's (laughs) let's remember that I believe this was the scene that where they were supposed to go canon like originally because market research ha- happened in season 12 yeah it's that's true. true so this would have been the you know like two romantic leads finally get together and kiss moment <laughs> yeah yeah if they hadn't been cowards <laughs> yeah. cowards uh, I mean, weird. It, it it's uh, still weird because the Impala is not like the um, most certain car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have heard them like, like thirteen kilometers away. <laughs> oh, it's the exam. I pretend to be on the phone still. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, we, nobody's talking that he is calling Dean. Couldn't he just like fly to him? I think his power powers are wonky, but like calling Dean, I don't know. It's just such a human thing to Has do. Has he been able to like, fly since the fall? Uh, I don't know. It's been I, it's the thing that I hate the most, or they don't actually define what yeah. Cass can, can't do. <laughs> so it, they don't. Uh... Yeah, and um, in the supernatural, then now podcast, they explain it with that at some point. Castiel was too powerful, (laughs) (laughs) so they had to to do things to reduce this. And even if it was just the writing choice to not let him fly, it's okay. You can say they castrated him. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) You're right, and you should say it. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Dev, but yes, I do. <laughs> but like, so... to make this... Wait a second. To, I, I think the only time Cass flies, like in the last episode, seasons, is that when somebody online notices, uh, when when he uh, he gets shot, or is it that Dean gets shot, when in 1518, and the, there's this scene where when Cass is helping Dean through the, uh, through the thing, through the hallway, and it kind of skips a room or like a large part of hallway and it is maybe so because it's edited in that way and just they took the chunk out of there but it kind of 
seems like he's like skipping some of the hallway so people have headcanon this as like Cass using the last of his power just to fly Dean and himself like forward a couple of feet and oh, to okay. the door of the yeah you know uh, which is sad yes okay go on, okay. <laughs> no yeah, so this song is Steppenwolf's It's Never Too Late from 1969. Nice. And uh, looking at the lyrics, it is an extremely Dusty L song. Yeah. So put it on the playlist. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I can't even pick a, a stanza because they're all very... It's about, like, never... It's never too late to, like rekindle your love basically wow All right. <laughs> uh, like okay here's one from the middle of the song you drift apart some more each day and you feel the guilt and loneliness and the god of your childhood you can't find to save you from your emptiness like wow. steppenwolf wrote this song for this episode <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure uh, I just I just love the entire sequence of like when the song starts and like the whole I mean it's very moving with the kid lying there and I love yeah. that they don't really shy away and the camera is on the kid when the mother is coming in and like caressing his face it's all very moving and then it just goes into like into the show in the car and it always kind of reminds me i remember when i was very emotional when i saw this scene for the first time with like not just Destiel but the entire thing and it heavily reminded me of a kind of similar scene at the end or like in the middle or towards the end of stranger things season one when they find will and mm-hmm. there's also this blaring song i i don't know remember which one? i think it's it's heroes by peter gabriel i don't remember i don't i'm not sure and I mean, it's just like the, thematically and the way it's edited, it's kind of very similar in my head, maybe only. Yeah. yeah, that's why the episode reminded me so much of the earlier seasons because they took time in the earlier yeah. seasons for stuff like that. Yeah. Like showing the victims, showing how they deal with, with what they just uh, lived through, all the trauma that got back. <laughs> yeah. They lived. And uh, that's something I sometimes missed in the later seasons of yeah. Supernatural to just see what happened and not just like salt and burn car, we go away, but just yeah. see the yeah. scene and uh, what happened. Yeah. I never noticed yeah. that, but that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to kind of expand on that, I feel like in later seasons, there's so much talk about like humanity and how important humans are and how we should, I don't know like save them or they should save them but like we don't really see like this tiny don't get these tiny glimpses into like what humanity is or like why they are important and like i mean we we don't really interact with humans as much as we did before uh and i and i I feel like why i love Cass so much like in general but also in later seasons is that like usually his character is the one who has these tiny interactions and like kind of a reminder why humans are important in this world and why they are worth saving except of just like the blatant phrases they say all the time like sam and dean without like providing any visuals on reason <laughs> on them yeah yeah 
Yeah. This this made it a good monster of the week episode. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I, I sorry. Oh no, go ahead. You're good. Uh, also, I I uh, totally understood then why Dean was like this monologue with "I just need a win." It was not just about Castiel, of course, but um, because he saw this kid he talked with and and saw that this kid has trauma and and wanted to help, and then he just saw this kid dead. Yeah, yeah like full on. Not yeah. getting awake anywhere and, and just dead, and yeah. I think that was the last tipping thing that took him to. I okay, I just have can talk about it with Sam because this is my tipping point. I don't know where to start now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And you know that it really mattered to him because he, when he's talking about uh, not mattering and having lost Cass and mom, and he does mention the kid. And then obviously his one wish he gets is to uh, for the souls to cross over, which is I would say very Dean wish in general because he is like that. But yeah, um, maybe more so in this episode than usual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Tombstone. Uh, yes, That's I wanted to. To throw one thing out there for uh, advanced thanatology. Okay. Um, had white draft, uh, white pages drafts available for that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I really saw that changed that's pertinent to us is that in the original draft, Dean says Cass's name when he sees him at the telephone booth, mm-hmm. and it's written as Dean chokes out, like oh. barely, barely. Yes. And then in the like scene description part of the scene, it just says, He's back in exclamation. <laughs> <laughs> Is it also written in capital letters? I'm sorry. Well, I was just curious what you guys thought would be better, having him actually say Cass or just having the silence, because I'm on the fence, because they were both very good. <laughs> nah, Jensen talks with his face. Yeah. <laughs> good remark, That's yeah. enough. That's definitely uh, I actually I wanted to talk more about scripts, but I don't know if this was like the change was in like script for Advanced Anthology or for Tombstone. But like this whole talk about how and where Cass came up from the empty, mm-hmm. as in it was supposed to be like we learned that it happened in a meadow and that it was surrounded by like a flowers and a quiet brook and Dean spread his ashes there because he thought Cass would like it. Yes, it's um, it's in the tombstone drafts and on Supernatural Wiki praise be to them they have um like a bunch of different drafts like they have multiple drafts yeah uh, from that reflect all of the changes so i copied over the the speeches and stuff from that awesome yeah i i remember i was i was pre- pre- present <laughs> when that 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 script dropped and it was insanity <laughs> in yeah. <laughs> in in the, yeah so I, much fan art <laughs> So, so much. much. So yeah. much. All right. Okay. 
Um, so good. I, Sam says something like, I don't even know what to say. And, <laughs> There's a line here, buddy. And, and Dean says, I do. Welcome home, pal. Can I just... He says, I do. In front of a giant glowing neon cross. Like, this is Boslern's dream wedding. I'm sure uh, Boslern knows about this deal. Come on. I mean, people must have tweeted this at him and been like... This I, mean, I can, even nobody has. <laughs> Don't be and that was before Twitter was broken, so... Also, welcome home, and they're on a street by the Impala. Venus yeah. is home. And say that again. Yeah, say that again. <laughs> Dean is his home. I'm crying. <laughs> but I love the pal, though. The pal is so important to me. Yes. It can't no, be... No, bro. It can't be too gay, of course. <laughs> no, 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 listen to me. They literally took it. It said, like, welcome home. I don't know, darling or something. Crossed it over after the market research results came in and then corrected it to pal. And all the script editing was done. <laughs> that was it. I think I it would have passed out of Dean would have said, welcome home, babe. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Perfect. For the episode, I'm just taking it off. <laughs> and then Cass asks at one point how long he's been gone. And all Dean says is too damn long. And then they get back to the bunker and Ca- and not Cass. Jack is all grown up. So you gotta be wondering, is Cass thinking, <laughs> have I been gone oh for like 16 years? But Neil looks the same! <laughs> so no. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. That's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, that is kind of insane. Yeah, I didn't get why they didn't have told him. Like, uh, was there an off-screen explanation for uh, Jack grew up and, and he was never a baby? Yeah. <laughs> like, it just comes in and it's like, okay, that's Jack. I just accept <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't know. Do we know where he picks up cast? Do they put a subtitle of where nope. he is when they go? Okay. Um, they, yeah, they probably talked about it in car or something on their way. Yeah, back. because they there was a deleted scene in the production pages that he talks about. <laughs> it's so weird because I didn't copy it, but Dean says something like he grew up like super fast, or he like something about that, and he says he's old enough to smoke, but not old enough, or he's old enough to drive, but not old enough to drink. And I'm like. <laughs> You can just say he's 18 looking. <laughs> it's like like these moms will say, no, my kid is like 350 days here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like he's seven Dean. months old. Yeah. Fuck you, it's one year old. <laughs> yeah. Dean, you're the most like parental person out of all of these people. I think you know what ages are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Uh, and then Jack has a, uh, a hunt for them. And it's in Dodge City, Kansas. And it's so, so funny because it looks over to Dean and Dean's just got this look on his face like... <gasps> He's freaked up, yes, he's freaked up. <laughs> I wrote down Cass sensing that Dean is way too excited about this. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like they, they shared this look, like Dean is like, mm, on Cass, just one look, and so, okay, <laughs> what I'm dealing with now. <laughs> yes, immediate husband mode. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I love the little Team Free Will 2.0. Yes, that was good. And he looks so happy, and he looks directly at Cass when he says it. Yes. Yeah. And I I love Cass and Jake hugging. Like, this is very important to me. Yes. It's so important. Yes. Well... And this one's for you, Sally. Cass gets to hear directly to his face that he was wanted and that he was begged for from Jack. (laughs) (laughs) And then they cut to Dean right right as Jack is saying that. And Dean is just looking lovingly at Cass. So it's kind of like Dean is saying it, but of course he can't because God forbid. (laughs) That is like everything about I. I know, I know. There's a lot of talk, but I love the late episodes, like the last couple of seasons, because of this. Like the married vibes are out of this world. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, they even have the shot, the like wider shot lined up, so it's over Cass's shoulder. Jack is in the middle, and Dean is at the end, and Sam is not part of this. <laughs> <laughs> Sam has his own separate shot on the other this side. This is the a nuclear family, Sam. Get out! No place for you. <laughs> These are husbands and their son. You are the uncle. You stand over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also nuclear because Jack could explode any second. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> uh, um, and then. Okay, so they get to the uh, the, the motel or hotel or yeah. whatever it is, and Dean is so geeking out, and it's fucking adorable. Um, and then, uh, and then there's a moment with just Sam and Dean, and Sam says, as he opens a closet. <laughs> <laughs> yep you're in a good mood huh <laughs> Dean says yeah and Sam says nothing no no I just uh, you've been having a rough go so it's good to see you smile Dean says well I said I needed a big win we got cast back that's a pretty damn big win and then oh. Sam says yeah, fair enough. And closes the closet. <laughs> I just, 
The fact that Sam frames it as you've had a tough time. Yeah. Sam doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it's, really, it's, it's really weird. He's so casual about Cass being back. Yeah. So was Sam 2.0. No, but also, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why isn't he even upset about Mary? I demand more upset Sam about Mary. Yeah. No, I get it, but like, yeah. yeah later, is- later season, Sam is a weird guy. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's like, people die all the time, and sometimes yeah. they come back. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like, he's been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dean is bouncing off the walls. He's like, our friend is back. And Sam's like, cool. <laughs> Gonna go get a salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go for a run. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then and then I love the little comment from Cass because it says so much, but it's just said so casually. Um, he's an angry sleeper, like a bear. <laughs> this yeah. whole scene, this whole scene, yeah. scream yeah. just married couple. I, I mean, yes, we all know Cass is a creep. <laughs> like, we all know we watch Dean sleeping. Twilight Night Nature <laughs> all the time. But when was the point he had to wake Dean up and discover this whole yeah. case in angry sleep? <laughs> when was that point? Also, yeah. I didn't re- I demand to see this. Same. Also, I want to talk to Jensen about the yell that he lets out when Cass, not Cass, when Jack wakes him Jack. up. The, yeah. the just like <laughs> <laughs> So well, his best acting was done in this <laughs> <laughs> He's really proud of it. Uh yeah. That and that uh earlier when Jack comments he really likes cowboys and <laughs> cat- <laughs> It's just yes, it does. Staring into the middle distance. Yes, he does. <laughs> There's so much there. You know what true love is that. That is true love. <laughs> yeah. As a married p- person, I married. Uh, yeah. No, married thingy. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot my words. I can agree to that. That's <laughs> okay. But also just his little like, who's making me coffee? And then he wiggles into the skin. <laughs> I was super disappointed to not have seen Cass make him coffee because there was like, oh, this is gonna be Cass. Or Jack, yeah. maybe, I don't know. But yeah, he did it himself. Yeah. Cause yeah. he looks at Cass when he said he's yeah. like Jack wakes him up, he freaks out, and then he looks at Cass like, is everything okay? Like, he can't get that from Jack, so he looks at Cass for it. Yeah. And then when he sees that Cass is there and everything's fine, he's like, I can sleep again and be comfy because there's no danger and Cass is here. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the point which I, a minor little detail was that the boys slept, or the Sam and Dean slept, not in their jeans and shirt. Yeah, that was something. Oh. Usually they sleep in jeans and shirt to just yeah. get up and get out of bed if something bad happens, and they're all PGs and, and boxers. And, 
That was cute. It was like, okay, uh, we have a Nephilim and Cass in the living room. (laughs) (laughs) So what should happen? (laughs) Also, nice parallel to the previous episode where Dean literally passed out in whatever he was wearing on the floor. And now he's, you know, he got comfortable enough. Got his life back on the track. (laughs) He did. Like, he could finally sleep soundly. Like, he's snoring again, but like, actually comfortable in a bed and he can do that now because Cass is back. Yeah. 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 Um so then we have uh Dean and Cass driving up to the crime scene. Um and they're talking a little bit and Cass is, says something about this absurd hat. Um <laughs> And uh, Dean says, look, just act like you're from Tombstone, okay? Cass says, the city? And Dean <laughs> Dean says, the movie with Kurt Russell, I made you watch it. Which in and of itself, that sentence is... Yeah. 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 Um, sh- shout out to Jensen because the, the script said... Uh, the movie we made you watch. So oh. he changed the movie. Oh. So, yeah. Shout the, out the to movie. Jensen. Yeah. That's amazing. All well, right. And also, Kaz says, this absurd hat you're making me wear, you're making me wear this hat. Yeah. <laughs> he says it twice, as if Dean could make Cass do anything that Cass doesn't consent right? to. <laughs> right? Right? Um, and then And then Cass uh, follows that up with, yeah, yeah. The one with the guns and tuberculosis. <laughs> and then and then and then the transcript here says in a deep cowboy voice, I'm your Huckleberry. And uh, yeah, yeah. You think yeah. you think uh, Dean's pants went a little tight? He can't <laughs> look at Cass anymore. When he's he swallows and he looks straight ahead like, I can't let my feelings happen right now. I'm still done feel, yes. He is, so, he is Elsa in this moment. So uh, Val Kilmer says that line a lot in the movie Tombstone. Um, and uh, most of the time he's saying it to Kurt Russell, who is uh, Wyatt Earp. And Val Kilmer is Doc Holliday. Um, and the there are many people, even though these are real historical characters, um, <laughs> who uh, ship Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. And so the I'm your Huckleberry is seen sort of as a romantic line. Do you guys think that Misha knows this and then specifically keeps putting <laughs> it while oh, having certainly. this knowledge? Every like, <laughs> I'm sure he does. Well, and also uh, like historically, there were a lot of actually gay cowboys. Yes. So exactly. like, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility in real life. So yeah, I'm sure that Misha was channeling that energy. <laughs> And then they get out of the car and slow mo. Slow mo. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love that he starts 
from like Dean's cowboy boots, which are like kind of redundant when he's wearing a suit like that. (laughs) Whatever makes him happy. And then, yeah. Oh my God. The whole thing. This is all Jen's naked written over it. Oh, he took that out. out. (laughs) He went to the costume warehouse and was like, please let me pick out my cowboy outfit. (laughs) (laughs) This was the first time I noticed that when they're slowly approaching the sheriff or whoever there is, that Cass actually, like, music is still playing, but you could, like, barely hear Cass (laughs) when he says, howdy, howdy, partner. (laughs) they're asking for directions or something or where the body is and i was like and it's done in this like deep cowboy kind of voice yeah and he's and he says much obliged too and yeah you can just see dean being like this is my everything but i can't react to it (laughs) (laughs) well and like even before they get out Dean says, it's good to have you back, Cass. And his voice is, like, so breathy and, like, almost breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love that just... you delivered this with a huge smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot that he said it. I thought he, Cass just said, I'm your Huckleberry. And then there, he was like, okay, time to get out of the car. But the fact that he took the time and to have that, yeah. like, last line. And when he said it, I, like had to rewind it and listen to him say it again because it was like the closest basically that he came to like i've yeah making it with Cass right then and there (laughs) (laughs) i feel it was like this whole conversation and i'm your huckleberry was such a kind of cast thing you know like kind of when cast like displays these autistic traits and it's like (laughs) (laughs) thing and I feel like that's like in Dean's head and also, I mean at least in my head it's so endearing so I think like Dean just had to say that he was so happy that Cass was back in that moment yeah like, and like Cass did very casting yeah I like to think that in my head canon Sam put them together for a reason because Sam's the one who was like okay you guys go do this we'll go do this one so that Dean can be with Cass and two so that he doesn't have to deal with this shit <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Probably. <laughs> because usually Sam's just third wheeling it like, oh my god, this is embarrassing. So he's just like, I'll just hang out with Jack. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wanted to avoid to get dressed up by his brother. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um so I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit to uh when Dean's sent everybody home and is going to take on the ghoul alone. Um, And then he runs into the sergeant um, and the sergeant says, uh, well, Dean asks why he doesn't have his badge. And sergeant says, this is family business, which is a phrase Mm -hmm. that we all Mm -hmm. know and love. Yep. Um, and then also when the <laughs> when the sergeant gets pulled into the hole, and Dean is like, he gets down and he's about to go in, and he's like, 
Nope, I don't wanna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Yeah, as Sam is in the grave with Jack, like, uh, we went this, and uh, Sam right. just stick his, sticks his hand into his deep asshole just like that. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, didn't you have learned anything from sticking your hand somewhere? <laughs> as a hunter. And I laugh that Dean is like, no, 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 I don't want that. Like, <laughs> they had this, what, which episode was it, where they had to get uh, something out of the house and he has to get his finger pricked. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know Heist if that one. episode has happened yet. No, I think that's... Was it Slater? I think it's 14... No. Or 15, maybe, but yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I, I would just say love germaphobe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice to see germaphobe Dean back because he cares about living again, so he doesn't want to be. <laughs> <gross>. <laughs> and this whole, whole monologue when he's crawling in this thing <laughs> himself. Go yes. to Dodge City, they said. It would be fun. Yes. <laughs> Having his John McClane moment from Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I don't have anything else until we get back to the bunker. What was that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Not they, um, Jack killed someone in the yeah. accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. And they have this whole thing where Cass explains to Jack in the car that he killed people he loved too. Yeah. And that it won't get better at that moment. That's the L happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, like, before that, I think they are just, when they're having this whole conversation and, uh, Dean is telling uh, them to go and that he will stay behind. This whole thing is like Dean says something like, "You have to go. You have to be- tell Cass that he has to be the one to go because of the kid." And that is like just such a merry thing. Oh <laughs> my god! At least one parent has to accompany our child back yes. to the bunker. Yeah. Well, in that he, Cass, I don't. I didn't write down what exactly he said, but he was basically like, I'll stay with you. Yeah. As he is wont to do. And then he looks so disappointed when Dean is like, no, you have to go take care of the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with this whole conversation about Jack, um, the stuff I want to talk about at the end of the episode, uh, is, um, Dean's finally being protective of Jack, mm-hmm. which is yeah. a nice change. Um, and then, and then this is heartbreaking. But uh, Jack says, "Maybe I'm just another monster," and he looks to Dean for confirmation. Yeah. Because I feel like they had, they made this pact that Dean was supposed to kill him if he couldn't get better. Uh, So I feel like that was about that. Yeah. Uh, Oh, definitely. 
But also, uh, I'm the whole thing, the way Dean's approach to Jack changes so quickly, that's like so interesting to me. And I think it mostly happens because Dean learns that there's a good possibility that it was Jack who brought Cass back. Mm-hmm. And before that, his whole impression was that Cass died because he wrongly believed Jack, that Jack was good. And in the process, he ended up dying. So I feel like now that Cass is back, first of all, he has like the emotional bandwidth to like, you know, to work through that. And then, and he's just not angry all the time and not irritated anymore. So he's more forgiving. And then, yeah, because of what I already said about Jack bringing Cass back. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, and now Jack doesn't have to remind him of Cass because Cass is there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that he, too. He doesn't have that baggage associated with Jack anymore. But, like, Jack is so their kid, but also because he has all the same self-worth issues that both <laughs> of them combined have. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> you learn from the best. That's <laughs> right. Uh, um. All right. Uh. So, do we have anything else? Any tidbits, trivia? Um. Well, I didn't know if we wanted to talk about like the the dialogue that got cut from like the original script. We can talk about it briefly. Okay. So yeah, like when they're having that conversation at the beginning when they go to pick Cass up from the random alleyway. <laughs> uh, Cass says to Dean, are you okay? And Dean says, much better now. Oh. And Sam says, what do you remember? And Cass says, I came to in a meadow. There was an old windmill with a garden near a quiet brook. Then I walked here. Uh, Sam says, that's where Dean spread your ashes after we burned you. And Dean says, you like the windmill? Thought it was a real calm, zen sort of place. And Cass said, I did. It was a nice touch. Aww. My brain. And also, something I forgot to say last episode was that where they actually filmed Cass waking up was in the same area as where Dean crawled out of his grave in Lazarus Rising. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, they don't treat it as the same place, but it was filmed in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a couple other ones, like, when they go, when Cass meets Jack for the first time, Jack doesn't believe that he's really Cass. And so Cass says, take my hand and I'll show you. And he holds Jack's hand and they have, like, a memory reading, like, (laughs) mind fucking mind (laughs) melter. (laughs) <laughs> which i thought was cute and that, that cute. after jack re- like has that and realizes that he's the real cast dean turns to sam like he just says this oh, to I sam i told you it was the real cast yeah and he knows just from looking at him that it's the real Cass. i think that all that has been filmed actually i think i have seen that scene oh was maybe it del- it's in deleted one? one maybe oh, man i'm gonna have to look for that I think I never uh, saw the deleted scenes for 13. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, one was that when they get the whole news of 
going to Dodge City, Dean says, I already know the perfect place that we can stay. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he knew the hotel was <laughs> He has probably Pinterest I mean, it felt like that, but yeah, it did. And then he turns to Cass and he says, you just got back. Are you sure you want to hit the road so soon? And Cass says, I'm fine. It's not my first time coming back. So like Dean was totally willing to not go to his cowboy heaven town if it meant that he cast could rest and try to get back to normal. Yeah, see, that's like why I hate when they cut stuff out because I felt like it was so rushed. The whole thing, like, you know, like, as is is an audience member, you just kind of need sort of, like, air in between scenes to, like, emotionally follow what is happening. And it can't be, like, a plot point after plot point after plot point. And sometimes mm-hmm. in later seasons, it does feel like that because they are trying to save time or I don't know. But, I mean, yeah. I, I could have lived without, like, 30, what was what it, like, five minutes going over the graveyard with the chief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> walking just in the dark and circling this tomb when it was like, yeah, when is something happening? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> two minutes less than that, two minutes more to steal. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then they have kind of an extended one where Sam and Dean are talking in the room about like, hey, are you okay? And Dean. In this version, Dean says, with all we lost, we needed a win. Cass being here now, that's a big win in my book. I'm not going to question it. Just enjoy it. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth, Sam. (laughs) Just the idea of him enjoying the fact that Cass is there, just my heart. Yeah. So, RIP, first draft of Tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so next episode, we will be talking about 1307, War of the Worlds, and 1310, Wayward Sisters, which should have turned into a spinoff, but... God forbid women do anything. Yeah, exactly. Because Supernatural hates women. Yes, exactly. I mean, they did say it in San Diego Comic-Con years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And for the record, Wayward Sisters doesn't have Cass, but the Kaya and Claire stuff parallels Dean and Cass quite well. So much. (laughs) So, yeah, and it'll be a good time. Uh, meanwhile, this has been Hella Radio. My name is Nora Rose. I'm Sally. I'm Kate. And I'm Janine. And thank you for having me with you guys. It was fun. <laughs> thank you for coming. Yeah, I yeah, love having you. Thank you. Uh, oh, uh, our sound editing is by Josh. <laughs> Music is by Kalua. Give them hell, hellers.
let me cry.